It's Friday, March 31st, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Former President Donald Trump was indicted Thursday, marking the first time in American history that a former president has faced criminal charges. The grand jury returned the indictment of Mr. Trump after a vote on Thursday, kicking off a process in which the former president is expected to come to New York to face the charges. The indictment, sought by the office of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, is not public. In New York, judges routinely keep charges under wraps until defendants make their initial appearance in court. Prosecutors notified Mr. Trump's lawyers of the indictment on Thursday, shortly after the vote. President Trump has been indicted, his lawyers said in a statement. He did not commit any crime. We will vigorously fight this political prosecution in court. The state case in New York is unlikely to have any legal bearing on Mr. Trump's presidential candidacy, even if he is ultimately convicted. The U.S. Constitution imposes no requirement that candidates for the highest office have a clean record, and there is a legal consensus that states are barred from imposing their own restrictions on presidential candidates. In other news, the White House on Thursday called for tougher rules for mid-sized banks after the collapse of two lenders earlier this month sent tremors through the banking system. The recommendations call for new rules from the Federal Reserve and other banking regulators that would apply to banks with $100 billion to $250 billion in assets. There were approximately 20 firms in that asset range as of the end of 2022, according to the Federal Financial Institutions Examination Council. The Fed is already rethinking a number of its rules related to those banks after Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank failed. Changes could include tougher capital and liquidity requirements, as well as steps to strengthen stress tests that assess banks' ability to weather a hypothetical severe downturn. The White House urged them on Thursday to consider all of those changes. The proposal includes provisions that can be taken under existing law. None of the recommendations would require congressional action. In world news, the Turkish parliament on Thursday ratified Finland's entrance into NATO, removing the last obstacle to a historic expansion of the alliance in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Finland's inclusion would add more than 800 miles to NATO's border with Russia and bring to the alliance one of Europe's best defended and best armed countries. Finland ended its decades-old policy of managing its contentious relationship with Russia in reaction to the assault on Ukraine, which heightened the perceived risk of Russian threats to broader European security. The vote follows a diplomatic dispute in which Turkey threatened to veto both Finland and Sweden's accession to NATO last year over the two countries' alleged connections to Kurdish militant groups fighting the Turkish state. Sweden is still waiting for both Turkey and Hungary to agree to allow it into the alliance. The entrance of both Finland and Sweden would expand NATO's capacity by allowing it to treat a vast area spanning about a thousand miles from the Baltic Sea to the Arctic as part of a coherent area of operations. The alliance will now absorb Finland with its self-sufficient military, well-guarded border, and its robust weapons industry. 
Back in the U.S., hundreds of people had to evacuate their Minnesota town after a train hauling ethanol and corn syrup derailed and caught fire early Thursday, but authorities were hopeful that the quick response and cold weather would help limit impact of this latest crash. Still, those pushing to improve rail safety said the derailment only added urgency to the debate over reforms that Congress and regulators are considering. Even as officials seem to apply some of the lessons learned after last month's fiery derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, Minnesota officials said the BNSF train derailed around 1 a.m. in Raymond, roughly 100 miles west of Minneapolis. That prompted the evacuation of essentially all of the town's 250 homes because they were within half a mile of the derailment. The evacuation order was lifted around noon. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.